0: Welcome to the I Create Daily podcast. I'm Leora Alderson. And I'm Devani Alderson. We're your co-hosts on this journey of creativity and productivity.
1: I Create Daily is for artists in every genre of creating, from musicians to writers, crafters to inventors, bloggers to entrepreneurs.
0: I Create Daily is a movement for creators serious about your art. If you're into creating anything, this podcast is definitely for you. Thank you so much for joining us on this journey. Hello and welcome to the I Create Daily podcast, a movement for creators serious about their work. I am Devani. And
1: I'm Leora. Our guest today has degrees in journalism and photography, and is a former correspondent and copy editor with the Boston Globe and LA Times, where she was part of the 2016 Pulitzer Prize winning team. Laura Franzini is the Director of Programs and Partnerships for Author Accelerator, a company of author coaches providing one-on-one coaching to authors and writers. Laura currently oversees all of Author Accelerator's writing and coaching programs, working to bring writers the support they need from Author Accelerator's trained expert coaches, where the slogan is a personal trainer for your writing life. Laura lives in Los Angeles where she teaches yoga and eats only plants. Welcome Laura Franzini.
2: Hi guys. Thank you.
1: Did we pronounce your last name or did I pronounce your last name
2: right? Yes. Franzini. Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: Great. Great. Well, thank you for joining us uh, for this podcast. We have a lot of writers in our audience and aspiring writers and authors. Um, So I think that they're going to get a lot of value out of what you can share about writing, coaching and all Mm -hmm. of that.
0: But before we get started talking about that, how did you decide to get a degree in journalism? How did you decide to major in journalism?
2: It's actually a less um, intentional story than you might think. I was interested in photography mostly in high school. I got very into it. My dad is a photographer um, as a hobby, but a pretty passionate hobby of his. And I was hoping to find a way to pursue photography in school um, and at college and About halfway through the college application and acceptance process, I realized that I wanted to be in Boston for college, which was about an hour, um, hour and a half from my hometown. And I had only applied to one school in Boston, and they did not have a photography major. They only had um, a photography minor. And so I had on a whim said, oh, well, they offer a journalism major. If I apply for that program, you know, maybe I can get into photojournalism, something like that, still with the focus being on photography. Um, And so having made the decision that I wanted to be in Boston and giving that priority, I was was going to Emerson and studying journalism. So (laughs) I got into that um, and miraculously enough fell in love with it. I absolutely loved being in the world of facts and reporting, um, particularly on the editing side. Uh, we got a lot of experience um, through the various phases that a news gathering and an article might go through before it actually is published. Mm-hmm. And I really found my calling in the uh, editing part of that. Um, and so i that's how I got to go on the copy desks of um, the Boston Globe and the LA Times, I found that that was the path that I wanted to pursue, and so I was lucky enough to get opportunities at both of those publications, um, and yeah, planned to be fully immersed in the world of editing ever since then.
1: Wow, awesome. well, I mean, that's definitely a, a serendipitous kind of experience, yeah. and you ended up with great jobs, probably not long out of college. Yes, you know, great ones for the resume and mm-hmm. talk about intense, you know, in the trenches experience. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, as you were talking, it occurred to me that in a way editing is a little bit like photography because in photography, you know, you're editing the scene you're seeing by virtue of deciding what to keep and what to take, you know, to not keep And that, especially when you literally go through and edit the photos. You First you're, you're editing the scene you see by virtue of your, your lens and then mm-hmm. afterwards, by virtue of how mm-hmm. many to toss and which ones to keep.
2: That's very true. I hadn't ever thought of it like that, but you're right. You pick the frame and from there you hone the photo even more, which is exactly what editing does with prose. That's great. (laughs)
1: Yeah, Yeah, That makes a lot of sense. Well, Author Accelerator, um, as we said, is a company of coaches for authors. And it says on the website that we're on a mission to help serious writers get their books out out of their head and onto the page. And we'd be delighted to help you. So, I, and then it goes on to say, I think that many authors assume that they, oh, sorry, that this is mine rather, that many authors assume that they need an editor, but haven't necessarily considered Hiring a coach. So an author accelerator says one on one coaching is the best way to help writers bring their books to life. So before we learn more about how you got started with author accelerator and your role there. Now, can you bring us up to speed on the difference between an editor and a writing coach um, and the role the author accelerator plays for writers.
2: Sure, so there's, for anybody who's familiar with the writing world, there's a plethora of editors out there and people specialize in a variety of different types of editing. There's developmental editing, there's line editing, there's proofreading, Um, fact checking could be considered part of that world as well. Um, And so what we were finding through our own experience as writers, the other writers on our team, um, and through our clients was that it's pretty hard to know exactly what you're gonna get or exactly what you need. Um, at any particular stage of the writing process and whom you're going to for such an editing service. Um, And most of the time, those uh, freelance editors operate on a one-off basis. So writer sends them their set of pages, the editor goes through and does the kind of editing that they specialize in, and then sends the pages back to the writer, maybe with a summary of their thoughts and suggestions. But after that, the relationship ends and the writer is left with feedback that maybe they don't quite know how to implement. And should they want feedback on any revisions that they make based on that edit, they would need to basically start that whole process over again, going back to the same editor or finding a new editor based on the new stage they are in their process. So we were finding that the writers who made the most progress and really had the most success were those who were involved in long-term coaching relationships um, and long-term editing relationships where there's a consistency to the feedback um, and that feedback process is iterative. So the coach and writer are able to spend time going through one section until it feels really solid. And so then the writer can build off of that as they write forward or as they revise. And through that back and forth relationship the writer was able to not only make their book project better, they were also able to learn the skills and strategies that their coach was teaching them to be able to start recognizing the patterns in their own work and make their work inherently stronger. So the The type of coaching that we focus on at Author Accelerator is that long-term one-on-one relationship. Mm -hmm. The coach gets to know the writer and vice versa. So the coach is able to bring in exercises, strategies that they know will work for the writer based on the writer's writing style, their work ethic, things like that, that a one-off editor wouldn't have any way of knowing about, about someone. Mm -hmm. Um, And so in that way, they're really be, they're able to offer personalized, customized support for the writer at any stage of the writing process and through all of the stages of the writing
0: process. So does the writing coach serve as the editor in a, in the more expansive role or are they suggesting that like you need to so if an author is working with a writing coach, are they also working with an editor and the writing coach is helping them disseminate the feedback? Or is it that the writing coach is also an editor, but they just have a much more comprehensive role?
2: That's a really great question, and it's very much the latter, where the coach is both editor and coach. So they are able to offer the editorial expertise on writing craft and skill that the writer needs to actually strengthen their work, while also providing that support, motivation, encouragement, that outside perspective that helps the writer implement that feedback and keep going um, through Actually, reaching their goals, whether that be a finished draft or a published book.
1: Awesome. That, you know, that it seems like such a need. And it's interesting that, you know, as much as we have been around uh, writing and authors and fiction, nonfiction, et cetera, for the past few years in particular, of creating the I Create Daily brand as well as a writer in our own household, um, really editor comes up more often than coach Mm. very seldom like you said there are a lot of editors out there and it occurs as you're talking that many writers are many uh, that are looking to publish their books probably spend thousands more than they would need to uh, by hiring an editor without first having had someone else go through the book with them in a mentorship kind of relationship
2: yeah writing has always been known and sort of romanticized as being a solitary endeavor. You think that, oh well, I learned how to write a sentence and a paragraph in school, so I know how to I should know how to write a book, and this is my creative idea, so I should know how to put it onto the page and and develop this whole world and this whole story on my own um, and I think that is a real disservice to the writer and also to the writing world as a whole, because there's so much benefit to collaboration. People don't start their own businesses on their own. They don't build, you know, they don't, um, you don't build a bridge on your own just, just to offer some kind of metaphor to the fact that a book is an art form for sure. Writing is an art form, but to write a marketable book that readers are going to want to read, which is probably the goal of most writers to have somebody read their book. It really pays off to have some collaboration and to get an outside perspective um, at the earliest stages of the process. Um, So I, I completely agree with you and I believe that is a lot of writers experience where either they wait too long in their process to have somebody else who with an editorial eye look at their work And that obviously presents the problem of them having a full draft that they've spent years of their life working on and somebody telling them it's not working, which is devastating to anybody. Um, And so that can be super hard to overcome. Um, But it also, the, the other problem that a writer might run into is trying to get feedback or insight from a lot of different places. They go to workshops, they go to conferences, they're in a writing group, they have a critique partner, they have beta readers. They are trying to then mash together a lot of different perspectives without a clear beacon of what feedback is really going to elevate their work to the level that it needs to be at or where they want it to be at. Where uh, working with a coach, one of the, the beautiful things is that That long-term path, that long-term relationship for the coach to be able to guide the writer with the coach being able to bring in outside resources and outside insight, but to package it for the writer in a cohesive way so that the writer can really then hear it internalize it and then implement it in their feedback and they're not spending time wondering oh is this person right or is that person right or is this is this going to work for me or is that going to work for me because it can be very overwhelming and editorial work as a whole is subjective it, there's a lot of differing editorial opinions. Some advice works for some books and some books don't. That's why we have so many vastly different books in literature and it's beautiful and it's wonderful, but not every method is going to work for every writer. And so the coach helps to act as that mentor, act as that guide to help the writer really find and implement the feedback and the advice that's going to work for them.
0: Right. Well, it's cool. It's almost like you're bringing the journalism approach to writing books because if you think about it, journalism and writing news is a collaborative process. Like, you have the main person who, whose name is on the story, and yet it was a group project of the person who researched the story, the person who wrote it, the editors who, who made it come to life and come together before the final print. So it's really just bringing that mentality back to writing a book, which is a huge, long process and can get very confusing.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it was one of the things that in the old days, the publishing houses would have in-house editors and people who were operating, maybe not by name, but as coaches to shepherd the writer through all of these stages of the writing process. As publishing has changed and there are fewer and fewer of those roles in-house at publishing houses, we've seen this gap open up where that kind of mentorship and guidance is still very needed, but it's no longer being offered as a package deal with a book deal. So we're stepping into that, that gap and filling it so that writers can get that support um, to be able to reach their goal at the end.
1: Yeah, Yeah, definitely. So, and we want to pick back up with at what point the coach should enter and some of the, the tips that we discovered from Jenny Nash, the founder of Author Accelerator, in a fantastic YouTube video on how the writer should start with thinking mm-hmm. and plotting that out. We want to get back to that in a minute. But first, if you could share. So you've been with uh, Author Accelerator for over five years. Yes. Okay, and so and you've been trained and worked directly with the founder Jen, Jenny Nash for much of that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us more about your journey there and and how that has been for you, how it's progressed.
2: Oh, sure. So when I first joined Author Accelerator, um, we were just barely an official company. Um, Jenny and our co-founder, her co-founder Matt Sand who has an entrepreneurial business background, um, had just joined forces and were looking for ways to turn what Jenny was doing as a private book coach, which was working one-on-one with writers, giving them personalized feedback on their work, and turning that into a business that could serve far more writers than she was able to by herself. And so we had initially thought about offering just online courses that people could buy um, just as one-off things um, and went through several iterations of those before really coming to the core of that long-term coaching relationship. And so as you can imagine, our services and the products that we're offering have changed drastically. Um, And I was I was employee number one. Wow. And so at the beginning, it was a lot of just let's everybody's going to do whatever needs to be done. Mm-hmm. There were no clear guidelines or uh, delineations between jobs and tasks that people were responsible for. Um, it was Jenny and Matt and I really honing in and trying to build something from nothing. Um, from there, we were able to hire um, An operations manager and she was able to start building some systems and processes for us to start standardizing um, our programs and the way that we were operating which optimized the number of writers we were able to work with the efficiency that we were able to work with them and we slowly started hiring our team of coaches who work for us on a freelance basis um, as our team of experts working with the writers one-on-one um, initially, I had been one of those coaches um, because we had so few, and we wanted to we wanted to start helping writers right away it was a, It was really a beautiful thing that I was able to sort of apprentice under Jenny, working with writers with her to learn how she coaches and her strategies and, and skill set. so I was able to get sort of hands on direct experience and training from her working with actual writers. And since then, I've backed off from actually coaching myself because we have a team of about 26 coaches right now who do this work. And and they went through a similar process where Jenny and I oversaw their work and helped them feel comfortable with our philosophy and our methods before they were sort of let loose and and could work with writers on their own um, for as as part of our company um so what i do now is um i lead the i basically work as a project manager for all of our programs and systems um I last year was able to hire an, uh, a managing editor an assistant managing editor for me. So she now is in charge of all of the writer and coach relationships. She does all of the matching and pairing based on the system that I was able to develop, um, in my time in that role. And she, uh, makes sure that every writer feels comfortable and, and every coach feels like they can do the work they need to to help the writer move forward, um, and she's just totally holding down the fort in that in that regard, which is wonderful. Um, and so I oversee the writer side of things, but I also oversee the certification side of things, which is new. We uh, just last fall launched our Book Coach Certification Program, which came out of the training that we had developed for our team of coaches. Every time a new coach came on board, we would uh, have them go through a training that we developed that would teach them Jenny's systems and strategies and how to work with writers in the way that we hoped. Uh oh. And we had so much interest. One second. Yeah. Sorry.
1: yeah, you froze up just for a second. So okay. You were talking about, you began working with, um, you just
0: launched a coaching program that Mm -hmm. the way Jenny did her writing coaching.
1: Yeah. So I think we just missed part of your sentence. So,
0: (laughs) okay,
2: cool. Um, so I will say, um, the training program that we were having our coaches go through when they came on board was based on Jenny's systems and strategies and processes and helping them, um, and adapt our philosophy with, working with writers. And so we, uh, as our name started to grow and the writing world is pretty small. So, um, were people, you know, writers were telling their communities about their coaching experience and people would come to our website and see that we had coaches and the interest for coaches coming to work with us became, far more than we actually had a need for. There's so many people were interested in coming to coach with us, which was amazing, but also harrowing because we simply didn't have the demand on the writer's side to be able to hire all of these people and give them sustainable work. And so we had the idea that maybe we could share our training with these folks who are interested in coaching so that they might be able to go out and do this work on their own. Many of the coaches who work for us do have their own book coaching businesses independent from their work with us. We know that it's sustainable. Jenny is a multiple six figure book coach um, who has made it work to support her. Um, and we wanted to bring that to to writers and and to editors and coaches who were interested in in doing this work themselves as well so that's how the certification course was The certification program was born and i um i am the lead person on that so i oversee all of our content development and um, logistical planning and strategy for for that and actually running it and overseeing the students who are going through it
1: Wonderful. Well, well, point, one of the things we love about that story is that as entrepreneurs ourselves, one of the things that we often advise our audience is to not try to have it all figured out because yeah. it's in the journey that the way becomes more clear, you know, right. So it's like, uh, like Jenny didn't know for sure that she was going to start an author acceleration accelerator program. And then you guys didn't know that you were going to end up with so many coaches yeah. that, Oh, then of course we could qualify to certify them. And Jenny's unique style of, you know, which is definitely a skill. So You know, it's just wonderful how, but, but Jenny seems to have an entrepreneurial mind and spirit. And it's like, how can Mm -hmm. we take advantage of and, you know, fill this need, um, with an expanded service. So that sounds wonderful.
2: Absolutely. We definitely fly by the seat of our pants or operate on the, um, (laughs) fire ready aim mentality (laughs) where we just kind of throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. Um, But obviously it is based on recognizing where these needs are, where these gaps in the industry might be and how we might be able to use what we're already doing and what we've known from our experience over the last five years and and Jenny's experience as a private book coach for many years before that to be able to fill that need in an effective, meaningful way for people.
1: Definitely. So you're, Now, Jenny trains, or you guys train people who are already editors to be your coaches. So what is like the, tell us some of the differences between, I know you started out with that, but just to clarify between an editor and a coach, the roles.
2: Sure. Um, So for most of the folks who have come to work with us, either they were writers before, or they were um, doing some editing on their own. Again, it's really about the Length of the relationship, and it's about the extent to which there is hand holding and support. Um, And what we, a nice metaphor we like to use is that an editor will look at the page and look at exactly what's on the page and what needs to be fixed on that page. They'll offer their suggestions, they'll send it back, they'll send the pages back to the writer, and it's up to the writer to figure out how exactly to implement those, and to then find another editor down the line if they want more feedback on their work. What a coach does is lift their eyes off the page. They see what's working and not working on the page. They're able to offer the editorial expertise to make those fixes, but they're also able to look at the book and look at the work Within the wider picture, within the wider perspective of how is this going to fit in the, in the book industry? How would an agent or a publisher market this book? How would readers receive this book? If you're working in a particular genre, does it follow the genre tropes that need to happen um, for readers to be satisfied with the book? Um, it's bringing in all of these other all these other insights and perspectives to be able to give the writer a more holistic understanding of how their book is gonna live in the world when it's done, and also that long-term relationship where they're able to continue going back time and time again, week after week, to work together, to learn more about one another. The coach gets to learn exactly how the writer learns, exactly what kind of feedback, what style of feedback is gonna be most helpful for them, which just ultimately makes the whole relationship more beneficial for the writer. They end up getting more out of it because the coach really knows them as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've had some really beautiful relationships come out of our, uh, of our coaching and writing relationships um, with our team members. So it's been a really beautiful thing to see when people really connect.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Sorry, go no, ahead. You go. Well it's really uh that's such an important piece because it's like when you think about it, like uh we hire life coaches. We are like you guys say on your site, there's personal coaches for health and fitness and life and business coaches. And then when it comes to writing, like you were saying earlier, it's like this big gap of like, let me just start writing my book and Let me see if I can make a go at it. And it's become so easy for anybody to just, quote, write a book in terms, not easy as in the process of writing it, but just as in the accessibility of anybody can, quote, be a writer. And I think that's great. But then it's like, where's the direction? Which does, there are, um, we discovered, and you are doing a little bit more of the research, but Jenny Nash has the important questions that writers should be asking or thinking about as they go through their journey, the who, the why, the how, can you talk about that for writers and how they can start thinking about that in terms of their book and themselves?
2: Sure, definitely. Um, You make a really nice distinction because so often a writer, even those who are writing fiction so much of themselves are part of their story. And so much about the message, the point that they're trying to get across with the book is rooted in their experience and their view of the world, how they think the world is broken, how they think the world has potential to be better. Um, And so you made a really nice connection between the fact that the story and the writer often very very intertwined Um, and so what we and Jenny has identified as the most important elements of a story are the why is the writer writing this book and we ask that as the very first question in any of our coaching relationships because it's very important for the writer to understand that about themselves it's a little bit less important for the coach to know that. Oftentimes it's a very personal reason. And oftentimes the writer isn't even comfortable sharing it with their coach at such an early stage. But the writer needs to be clear on it because it will often be connected to the point that the book is trying to make. But it will also help the writer to remind them when things get tough and they're going to in the writing process, it reminds them of why they're writing this book, what their connection to the story or the topic is, and why they believe it's important and why they believe the world needs to hear what they have to say. Um, And so we ask that first, that the writer can start to get really clear for themselves about that. And it might change through the writing process, but if they start thinking about it from the very beginning, kind of have it as an anchor to go back to time and time again which is great. Um, We then ask um, what the point of their story is, what the point of the book is. And that, again, is tied to the why very often, but it's more about what are you trying to say? What do you hope the reader will walk away from your book understanding or believing differently than they may have come into the book with? Um, And this um, this is often a cliche something like, the good guys always win, or uh, good trumps evil, something like that. Um, And sometimes that makes writers nervous if they come to that conclusion that their point is sounds really cheesy. Um, But it's actually a great thing. And that's because those cliches are based in truth. It's the universal human experience. And so if you have a point that's esoteric, it might be really interesting, but it's kind of hard to grasp, there's a risk that your reader's not going to get what you're trying to say. Whereas if your point is something that is easy to understand, it's something you've heard before, it's something that you truly deep down believe, chances are your writers are going to feel that and connect with that so viscerally. So it's another really important thing to identify and to articulate very early on in the process so that as you write forward you are able to make sure that your book is always coming back to that point every scene is in service of that point um, so that that message is clearly communicated and the reader comes out the other end fully fully on board with what you're trying to say Maybe not. Maybe their opinion is something different than your point. I suppose that's an option too. But at the same time, they still know exactly what you were trying to say with your book. Um, So that's super important.
0: Yeah. And that's a great uh, sort of anchor as well, because it reminds you that you don't have to overcomplicate it. I think writers, artists in general, but writers, uh, especially that we romanticize our craft a bit. And so it can, we can get excited about using like flowery language over descriptive language and then we kind of forget like wait a second people want people want to know the story they want to know the experience they they want what's familiar you know and so that just realizing and remembering that just simplifying it might be the option
1: yeah they're not so the connection you talk about is you know they they may not the reader there may seldom actually think what is the writer trying to say? But part of that connection is the connection that you mentioned is being able to identify with, you know, and, and, and grasp a message either consciously or unconsciously because then that will connect them to the story.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we often will encourage writers if they're not sure about what their point is or not sure how to articulate it. We often encourage them to look at books that they love Um, And or books that they've read recently and try to identify, okay, what was the author's point of this book? And what made you really connect with it and feel like, oh, this author really got me. They got what I was saying. They got what I believe in. And in that way, helping to see how other writers have done it successfully, um, that may help them better articulate that idea in their own work. Um, so yeah, so laying down the why and the what are you trying to say, what's, what's your point are two of the, the most important things. And it's why we ask that of writers right off the bat before moving into more of the, okay, how are you going to then do those things? Yeah. Right.
1: Right, well, so speaking of that though, so what is that was like the third of the top three questions of the many that Jenny said that writers should ask themselves and and really, and I just want to digress for a moment it's such an important point. we know how easy it is as with the creative impulse full of ideas to want to jump into this or that story or this or that scene or this or that without any overall conception of where it's going to go and how it's going to end up that maybe find that maybe what that writer or that creator needs to express. And to be, feels compelled to do at that point in their lives. What we tend to recommend through our articles and podcasts and such is that, you know, if you have an idea that won't leave you alone, then write it down, get the outline, get the structure so that you don't forget, then keep on doing the work you're doing. Or in this case, it might be, you know, then seek the the consultation of a coach or just ask these three simple questions because otherwise so many writers can end up at the year at at the end of a year of working hard, writing in something that doesn't really go anywhere. Mm -hmm.
2: Right. Yeah. Absolutely, we've seen writers waste years upon years and thousands of pages on stories that are so alive in their heads but are not coming out on the page. And that's obviously a really heartbreaking situation to be in as a writer. Um, And so, right, so we are pretty strong advocates for creating a structure before the writer starts writing forward. Um, and that is so that there's some kind of framework to go off of as you write. And as you, let, as you let the creative juices flow, they're not just going everywhere, floating around, bumping into one another. They are adhering themselves to this framework that you've created and really organizing themselves really nicely so that when you come out at the end of your draft, you've got a story that hangs together. So probably not going to be perfect the first time you do it, but it at least gives you a solid foundation with which to revise and really strengthen the book from there. So we talk a lot about who your narrator is, um, who is telling the story, who the, um, who the protagonist is. It might be the same as the narrator. Maybe it's different Um, and how they're going to embody the point that you're trying to get across. Um, And we ask, uh, where does the story start and stop um, having a starting and an ending point again? It's a really great guide uh, to be able to give your story some kind of direction as you're writing it um, And then we ask writers to usually flesh out their opening scenes and their closing scenes to uh, Again just help further articulate uh, where you're going with the story um, and a lot of writers some writers tend to be resistant to writing the the closing scene or coming up with a finite endpoint for the exact reason you mentioned. They would just rather let the story go on its own and whatever comes out will be what it is, um, which is great, but it's risky. It's yeah. just a risk. And so we have found that writers have the most success when they're able to pinpoint an ending point. And that's not to say that that has to be exactly how the story goes or where the story ends. You might find as you're writing that that endpoint needs to change based on other decisions you make as you write the book. And that's fine. But having starting to write with some kind of direction, some kind of endpoint, is super helpful. Um, and the biggest tool that we've found... Um, to be the most helpful in this whole planning process is what Jenny calls the two-tier outline. And that is just a two-page outline. It marries the plot of the story, so what happens externally to the protagonist, with the internal journey that the protagonist is going to take. And that, uh, that speaks to the why you're writing the story, what your point is. We want to see the protagonist change in some way. All story is about change, right? So we want to make sure that each plot element that you have is in some way challenging the protagonist internally, is in some way moving them forward to whatever end goal you hope them to, to achieve. Um, and what the two-tier outline does is Put those two things together so you could really see the full holistic scope of the book. And one of the really nice things about that, especially for people who hate outlining and who don't want to do it, is that it's only two pages. That is a very limited amount of space that you can actually put words into. And so we're not looking for 100-page outlines where you can't write forward until you have every little detail mapped out. No, this is a very bird's eye view of the story um, shouldn't take super long to do, um, at least the initial version. So it gets those writers writing as fast as they want to, but writing forward with a plan still so that they're not just winging it. Um, And so it can be really helpful in that way without stalling people out. Yeah. And the idea is that somebody would use the two tier outline throughout their writing process, continue to revise it, continue to change it again as things come up in the story, they make decisions, something else has to change. Um, and it can be a living, breathing document as the writer writes forward um, while still helping them, still holding them accountable to keeping the external elements of the story mapped out with the the internal elements of the protagonist and the journey that they're going through.
0: Yeah, I know I've noticed outlines help it, even in my writing journey with nonfiction writing and like even just writing an article. It's not even a full book, but you if, if there's no anchoring idea or anchoring concept or several anchoring concepts within an article that I can just remember and toggle my brain like, okay, this is what I'm actually writing about. If I just sit down to quote free flow it's fun it's cool and yet by the end of it i don't have a cohesive idea or it's gone on so many tangents that i'm not even talking about the same thing anymore (laughs) so i definitely agree that even if you don't like initially the process and structure of it it's so helpful in just harnessing the idea
2: totally and there's a way to do it that isn't super disruptive to your process which is what the two-tier outline allows for um and, you know, I think there's absolutely a place for free flow writing and, and creative expression like that. Absolutely. Um, ha- do we think it's the most effective way to write a book? Not necessarily.
0: No. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So you could, like, if you were just compelled, like we have writers that say, I, I just the story wouldn't leave me alone and it was just forcing its way out of my, you know, I just had to sit down and write so I wouldn't lose it, then, yeah, by all means do that and then see if you can plug that piece into the outline, like where in the outline it might go and, you know, like along the lines of planning ahead and yet by the seat of the pants kind of thing. It's like, yeah, so it's good to hear that that two-page outline can adjust as you you move in the journey of creating your book because naturally, you know, characters develop, scenes and ideas come. you could never have in advance and so it's just a general and it's in you know it's digital so you can you can change things and move things around Mm -hmm. but it's just the the mentality of kind of having a plan of where you want to go you know and approximately how you're going to get there you know it's really it's it's key to life it's key, key to writing a book you know there's so many advantages to it as you were talking it occurred to me like we're pretty big on the concept of getting the education you need as you need it um, especially in this day and age of free you know easy access to all kinds of uh, online education it occurred to me that if someone want like many people who think they would like to write a book and have never done it might think that they need to go back to school to do it but certainly where we would go would be first and foremost to hire a writing coach um, you know to go to author accelerator and hire a writing coach first, because then you're really directly getting the education and insight you need from those who are trained um, and specific to your situation in your book.
2: Exactly. You really get that one-on-one approach that you wouldn't get in an MFA program or a large-scale writing workshop, something like that, Um, which can be, there's obviously many benefits to going through programs like that. Um, But if you've done that and you are still feeling like you don't quite know how to get this book out into the world or how to get it onto the page, whatever it is, you know, one-on-one coaching is really, really the way to go. Um, and it's also a lot less expensive oh, than yeah. something like an MFA program. Yeah. So
1: in <laughs> and time, and in time and, time,
2: and it's a lot faster for sure. Yeah. yeah. we found most of our writers, um, most of our writers operate in the, the six, month, six to eight month framework in terms of getting a solid draft. Um, and then certainly the revision process can take slower or longer depending on a writer's process. But um, it's very doable that within a year you could have a book that you were pretty proud of um, and that would have some viability in the marketplace um, if you had started from zero.
0: Mm. Nice. What, uh, what point should somebody look into hiring a writing coach with, um, like, I'm sure you see the gamut of writers, people that come to you with finished drafts, and you have to politely be like, we have lots of work here uh, cut out for us. But the, what is the ideal time for somebody to say, hey, I need a writing coach to help with my writing?
2: We would say right at the very beginning, before you've written anything. Um, that would be the ideal time because at that point you're really not risking any time wasted. You have that outside perspective from the get-go so that you know that you're developing a story idea that is um, has the potential to help you reach your goals, whether that is uh, self-publishing or, trying to get a traditional publishing deal or whatever whatever your goal for this project might be you will from the beginning have somebody who is able to look at the work from a separated viewpoint um, where they're able to look at it more objectively than you might be to at you might be able to as The writer and the creator of the idea itself Um, and they can help you again go through those foundational elements, the why, the what, the how To make sure that you have a plan for writing forward that will help you get to that finished draft in the Most direct and efficient way um, certainly, everybody's writing process is different. So time wise, it's, it's hard to say exactly how much time it might take. But that's completely up to each writer and, and how fast they want to and are able to move through the process. So there's a lot of flexibility there. Um, so yeah, we would say right at the beginning is, is really the best time. Um, but at the same time, we have writers, like you mentioned, come to us at any stage of the writing process. Maybe they have a draft and they're not sure how it hangs together. They're not sure if it's worth doing a revision on or if they should just put it in their drawer. Um, we have people who are feeling like they're just about ready to pitch to agents and publishers who want a second set of eyes on their story. Um, and we have people who have maybe pitched to agents and publishers and are not getting good responses, the responses that they want. And so they're wondering why and, and how they might be able to fix the problems that um, the agents and publishers might be seeing. Um, or similarly in the self-publishing realm, maybe they've uh, posted their story on, or excuse me, they've posted their book on Amazon or whatever, and it's not selling. It's a fire truck coming by. Um, <laughs> Um, i 'll go back to the self publishing realm, um, and similarly, in the self publishing realm, we might have a writer who has put their book up on Amazon or another self publishing platform, and it 's not selling as well as they were hoping it would and so we can look at the book from an editorial standpoint to see what they might be able to do to hook readers even more
1: mm-hmm. yeah. definitely. So on the three things that we mentioned earlier um, as the most important questions to ask first. That was the why, and why are you writing That's Why are you writing this book? Who, Who is your ideal reader, and what does he or she need? And that kind of connects with um, the the message, you know, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then three. So the three I don't think we really touched on, so if you could expand on that, which is the how.
2: How... How do you so how um, in what you, regard sorry how do
1: you know sorry, so the this is from jenny 's uh, webinar, which the how it was How do you know if your idea is any good? That was the third question okay sorry,
2: perfect, yep, yeah. How do you know if your idea is any good? totally, um, and so that is is really where the coach comes into play because the coach brings to your book and evaluating your story idea all of the knowledge of the market, the publishing industry, what the market is looking for right now, what readers seem to be connecting with, what was really driving um, that market right now based on your particular genre or your topic. They know what's hot. They know what's maybe not selling or not doing so well. Um, And so in that regard, they are able to see the, holistic picture of how your idea and your book would fit into the world when it was when it was done um and so in that regard it it, that question of how do you know if your story is any good really depends on what your goals are what your goal for the book is Um, do you want to see it on the shelf in your local bookstore do you want it to hit the bestseller list. Um, Do you want to just share it with your friends and family? Is it something that's a personal project for you? Um, And obviously each of those categories require far different criteria for the story idea. And so the answer to is this story idea any good would be very different depending on the goals that you're trying to reach. Um, And the, the other thing that the coach can bring is a view of, of how the idea might develop into a story. They're obviously very well read. They know story inside and out. They know what, um, what potential might be there for the idea based on their experience and their knowledge. And so they would be able to talk with you about ways that the idea could turn and move and expand and grow. To become a full fleshed out idea for you um, to be able to work forward with. So um, in those in those categories, having to, to answer this question, the outside perspective is is really key. Um, and you could get that outside perspective from you know a writing group or a writing friend or, or something like that. Um, but the coach would bring that verified expertise that you know, they would really have a holistic, legitimate, based on experience opinion or idea of what the book could become.
0: Yeah, and it's hard to get, like you were saying earlier um, in the conversation, it's hard to get the complete perspective from just somebody who doesn't necessarily have the full context of what you're writing. So somebody could say, yeah, that's a great idea, but then the writing coach is more like, well, the idea is great and the market's not asking for it <laughs> you know so yeah, yeah sure. or or that's a really hot topic right now and or it, this is a topic that's emerging and so in six months to a year when this book is actually done you might be hitting a market at a good point because if a topic's hot now it might not be hot six months from now
2: for sure for sure <laughs> and and also sorry
0: and you can't get that necessarily from just any group
2: Totally, just because that may not be what the group is focused on. And similarly, it may not be what an editor or even a coach is focused on. Um, You really do need to do your research in terms of finding a coach who will bring in the type of insights and has the type of experience that you are looking for. Um, At Author Accelerator, we are very market focused. We are helping writers write books that we believe have viability in the marketplace that's not going to be every coach's niche, and that's okay because there's totally space for that. Um, the other thing I wanted to speak to about what you just said was the the difference between an idea and the book, because the idea could be amazing, but the actual implementation of the idea into a story, into a, a book, is what your product is. Is what your end goal is. Um, And so to your point, the idea could be absolutely amazing, but the implementation could be terrible. I'm sure we've all read a book where we read the jacket copy and we're like, oh, this sounds so great. And then you got to the end of the book and you're like, or maybe not even, you didn't even get to the end of the book. And you were just like, oh, this is not a (laughs) good, something didn't happen that I was hoping would happen um, in in how this story was actually written. Um, And so
0: I've had mm-hmm. the opposite happen too, where I was not digging the cover, I, the cover didn't seem to portray the, jo- the genre I was actually reading, and then I got to the end of the book and I was like, oh my gosh, that was so good, and uh, I wouldn't have known that. So there, was a that. So there Yeah, a- there was a disconnect between like how the idea was presented, but it was really good.
2: Totally. And that's why we believe that focusing on the process and having strategies and systems in place as you're writing is so incredibly important because if you're starting with an idea that has so much potential, working through these strategies as you're writing will help you ensure that the potential of that idea remains Mm -hmm. through to the final product. Whereas if you're flying by the seat of your pants or, or you know, whatever it is and not, not having a set framework to go off of, there's, there's that risk that the story idea itself and the potential that it has may not be enough to make the book what it needs to be or what you're hoping it will be. So having that, that system in place and getting that outside perspective as you're writing only helps ensure that the potential is there and that it stays.
1: Yeah, that Mm -hmm. makes so much sense. When you were talking about, you know, you can go and find a coach yourself and there are independent coaches, you guys, certified coaches who offer services. Uh, One of the advantages in Author Accelerator, as I understand it, because you have basically a whole uh, array of coaches to pull from. Part of your former job, I guess, now that recently you've been replaced in that somewhat by the new operation, um, operations editor, whatever person, whatever the title is, is to basically match make right between the, the author and the coach so that you have a coach that is interested in the genre that they're writing in and understands it and, you know, and has it. So there's really that synergy there, uh, you know, right up front, whereas if you go independently, you may not know that. So you guys have that bigger picture perspective that could be really helpful.
2: Definitely. It's sort of the age old, um, you don't always know what you need. And so we have developed an intake process and an application form for writers when they first come to us where we ask them a lot of these questions that we've been talking about, a lot about their background, a lot about their goals, um, if they've gotten feedback in any kind of context before, how that went for them and what they really liked or didn't like about that process. And by collecting all of that information, we are able to then look at our group of coaches And try to match each writer with a coach whose style we feel matches what they're looking for, whose expertise, certainly in terms of genre and market knowledge and all of that, matches what their goals are and what they're writing. And in that way, really helping to... in that way, really making sure to the best of our ability that the coaching relationship is going to be successful and that the writer is going to feel like they're getting exactly what they need. And the coach is feeling like they can really help this writer and really use their knowledge and insight and expertise to help the writer. And it's not a it's not a pushing and pulling and sort of pulling teeth kind of situation for either side. Um, having that synergy and having that, having the relationship be as smooth as possible, is only going to help the writer write better and and be able to focus on the writing um, and implementing the coach's feedback and uh, sort of removing any questions or concerns or barriers from that coaching relationship, so that the writer can can really soar um, and that is definitely a benefit to working with Author Accelerator versus trying to find that person on your own yourself because what you might think you need may not actually be what you do need. We do have writers come to us sometimes who request certain coaches based on the information we have about the coach on our website um, or maybe they did some other internet stalking and um, while sometimes we agree with their suggestion or their request, oftentimes there's other information that we're bringing into the equation based on our relationship with each coach and our understanding of each coach and what they're great at that the writer wouldn't be able to know and therefore wouldn't have been able to consider when they made their request. And so we propose that they work with another one of our coaches and over time, they're able to see that, oh, well, this was really, you know, a great match for me because of X, Y, Z things that I didn't know initially. Um, So we ask that writers trust us in that matchmaking process, but we also uh, have a really great track record for making great matches. And we really believe in the process that I was able to develop um, over the last five years of making these matches consistently. Um, So we believe it works and we believe that, that writers and coaches come out the better for it. Definitely.
1: Yeah. And you know, the coach is going to be on your side. Um, they're, yeah. they're rooting for you because your success is theirs as well. So now you have someone on your team, oh, yeah. basically, and, and in what is otherwise can be a lonely and isolating kind of profession or even hobby, if it happens to be a hobby writer initially. Um, we're basically at the hour and would love to ask a few more questions. Do you have another 10 minutes?
2: Yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Great. Um, So one of the things that is the bane of all writers at this point in time, the struggle is selling books. And, you know, so like a coach up front is intimidating because there's an upfront cost. And this is why I correlate it to education because there's an upfront cost with education with no guarantees. In fact, far fewer than if you have a personal coach on your team rooting for you Mm -hmm. on your specific project. that said Book sales these days are really hard and it's really hard to profit from them. So I think I'm sure one of the coaching um, things that are one of the things that are part of the coaching program for you guys includes helping people identify the outcome that they want and also see it realistically like what may or may not happen. Uh, but can you speak to any of that and any successes, you know, for instance, you guys see or trends that you see on how authors can spend these six months to a year of their life and not have it be all for naught in terms of not really earning anything?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, it's an unfortunate reality of the publishing industry. I would suppose it was always an unfortunate reality of the publishing industry, but it's certainly become more common nowadays that it's really, really tough to make a living at it. And even even folks who have a modicum of success, they get a book deal, they get a multiple book deal, whatever it is, that's not necessarily a con- going to be a consistent long-term source of income for them. Um, and we've worked with writers who had a lot of success with their first book and feel a lot of pressure now to try to make that happen again. When so much of it is out of their control, you can write the best book you can write and you can get a coach to help you do that. And you can go through another education program if that makes you feel better and, and gives you some confidence. But at the end of the day, none of those things will guarantee you that you will have success selling your books either as a self-published author or by getting a traditional publishing deal. Um, And we at Author Accelerator are pretty clear about that with all of our writers. Um, We do not promise that we can help you sell your book. We do not promise that you will get a book deal because There's no way we could possibly promise that. I know that there are other programs out there that say, write a bestseller in 30 days or whatever it is. Um, And those are just lies because it's not possible. Those those companies do not have, they don't run the publishing industry. They can't know that a book is going to get a publishing deal. And so we've tried to maintain some honesty as as unfortunate as it is, or as um, I understand that that's not a great selling point necessarily for why you would then spend money on, on a coach. Um, But it's the truth. And I don't think there's any reason to lie about that to the people that we're trying to help. Um, So to that end, like like I mentioned, we do at Author Accelerator help writers write books that we believe will be viable in the marketplace. And so if, Publishing your book for a wider audience is part of your goals. One of the best things you can do to up your chances of selling your book and getting a publishing deal is to work with somebody who understands the ins and outs of the industry, who understands what the market is looking for, who stays up to date on the trends and the patterns in the marketplace so that they can advise you in the best way possible on writing your book so that it has potential to have a place in the marketplace down the line um with the understanding that there is a ceiling to that potential or that possibility simply by virtue of the nature of the publishing industry right now Um, and so what i would say is that working with a coach is far less expensive than working than going through another form of, of education program, there's, it's a lot less time commitment than going through an education program or spending years upon years upon years on your book that would have no more potential of selling than if you were working with a coach. Um, And so that, that time and money benefit is, is huge. And also it makes, Working with a coach makes the writing process a lot more enjoyable. And I don't say that in a cheesy, like, it's a great thing kind of way. I do mean that the relationships that we've seen develop between our writers and their coaches are one of deep respect and deep honesty and integrity. And so often we've had writers come in saying, you know, I thought my goal at the end of this was to write a bestseller or whatever it is. But what I really found most beneficial from this program was the relationship that I built with my coach and the fact that they believed in me, that they believed in my story, that they were just as excited about me writing my story as I've always been, um, maybe even more so in some circumstances. Um, and and being able to experience that every day is is a beautiful thing. and. Um, a lot, of, you know, a lot of what we're trying to do is, is make the world a little nicer and give back to this community of writers who we are part of and we love and we believe in. And providing coaching, teaching coaches how to do this good work so that we can serve even more writers indirectly is, is all in service of that. And, and so while I understand that money is a thing, and it's a thing that we have to consider and we have to, um, it's part of the equation in why we might be doing this work. Um, there's so much more that you can get out of it while still pursuing that goal. Yeah.
1: yeah that reminds me of just, um, there's so much about writing and going through the process and working with a coach that really, Um, it could almost be marketed as a personal development (laughs) program.
2: It's a bit like therapy in a lot of ways. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah, Well, I mean, because it's, you know, you think about it, it's like if we go to, you know, a therapist or um, life coach or what have you, and then it's like, there's this general montage of things that we weren't going to talk about. Mm -hmm. But when it is, it's like you said, I mean, the, the book, first of all, you guys are training and, and coaching writers to look at the concept of, why relative to your book and your characters as well as relative to your own life. I mean, that's totally a personal development thing. Totally. Yeah. And then to be able to converse about that with coaches who are in the, in it with you and for you, you know, then you're learning about yourself through that medium um, with a coach. So yeah, I think that it's a wonderful thing.
2: Yeah. Writing can be very introspective and very insightful. Um, for the writer themselves. It can make it very painful, but it can make it, you know, just an even more beneficial and an eye-opening experience, fulfilling experience. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, One of the things I had a question about, just like a technical term um, Mm -hmm. I saw on Amazon, what's a mid-list writer? Is that basically someone who sells, you know, is not bestseller, but is not at the end of the Amazon search page?
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and yeah, I think Jenny describes herself as that, right? So yeah, totally. She had, she had pretty good success. She was able to make money from the books that she wrote. Um, but she was not a, um, a super high end bestseller, like a million book deals coming down the line after that. Um, she was for the, one of the memoirs that she wrote, um, She went on Oprah, for instance, and like for a lot of people that would say that would be, that was the goal. That's what I wanted to achieve. And so, you know, she was able to do things like that, um, but it wasn't something that um, she wasn't able to turn it into a career path that was 100% sustainable for her, even with that success um, before she decided to focus on on book coaching, more as a way to support herself while still being immersed in the world of writing.
1: Right, it is such a hard industry in general, mm-hmm. so that you know it's it's it makes sense. And there are so few that make it, even when you know about the industry that can be you can get a little jaded because you recognize yeah. that even if someone says they're a best-selling author, that most often that's been gamed, that system has yeah. been gamed, and it has to do with driving as many sales as possible to your book within an hour time timeframe uh, on Amazon that then spikes your book to the bestseller list, even though the next month you may not ever sell more, or you may sell very few. And mm-hmm. it, so it's really such a... Um, a corrupt mm-hmm. almost and I don't I don't mean to be in a sinister or negative way it's just been gamed it's, yeah. it's you know even the New York Times bestseller list we know of authors who have paid to basically be placed on on some of those top lists sorry I don't know for sure if it was New York Times I don't want to you know cast dispersions it's really it's not it's no one in particular's fault it's, it's just a system it's just, been just a built system. around
0: it that everybody kind of conspires with yeah. and it's kind of like part of the thing they play the game yeah yeah, yeah. And, and it's not to fault them for it I mean like some people are just better marketers and they have, you know, and they have that skill. And I just think a good way to look at it is it's called a bestseller list, not a best quality list. If you can remember (laughs) that, it's a little easier.
2: (laughs) That's so true. And and it's a business, right? Like the bestseller list is a business. And so they're looking for ways to monetize everybody sort of at the top. And perhaps I'm generalizing and, and I don't mean to disparage everybody, but the trend is to Monetize anything and everything and to make decisions based on that goal um, and so I think you guys are absolutely right, and we 've definitely seen that on on our side where there's there 's a game to be played and and marketing marketing a book is a vastly different skill set than writing a book and the craft of writing yeah. and we see you know a lot of writers run up against that challenge because they believe I've written this beautiful book, and and we can verify that that they've written this beautiful book um, that you would think, well, everybody should read this, everybody should want to read this, but that's not that's not a guarantee no longer if ever was it that you write a good book and it'll sell um, you have to you have to put yourself into the role of a marketer and build your platform and focus on, on social media and, you know, all of those other things that you may abhor because it's not at all like writing. Right. Um, and I totally understand that. And, 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 you know, writers that we've worked with have definitely had that reaction. So it's, uh, it's really tough, but
1: yeah.
2: we're hoping that, um, you know, one of the, one of the goals that we, you know, also, sort of focus on at Author Accelerator is to try to up the quality of books that are still viable. Mm -hmm. So being able to see a project that is that has the potential to be a really great story while also keeping ties and potential to be able to sell and marrying those two ideas together, I don't think they have to be mutually exclusive. I think that they can work together. And we've seen that because you've read really good books that were also that also sold really well. Um, and so it's possible for sure. It's just, it's also very easy to fall into the, I'm just going to write something that I know people are going to want to read, even if it is kind of not great. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: definitely, definitely. A see few, a lot of that too. So a few quick questions before we let you go.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You... So the first one is just what are some creative habits that you've observed from the most successful writers, whether it's writers you've worked with, or are just observed in the marketplace.
2: Sure. So consistency is huge. Getting yourself to write, whether that's every day, every week, you're setting aside a set amount of time to get yourself writing. Maybe you have a time count, you'll write for half an hour every morning. Maybe you have a page count, you'll write 10 pages a week. Whatever it is, holding yourself accountable to that schedule, you're going to write forward. You're going to meet your goals simply because you're putting in the time and the effort to get there um so that that is huge um reading in your genre that's another huge one um sometimes we'll have we'll see writers come in and we we ask on our intake application form you know what are the last three books you read in your genre sometimes they don't have anything to list there and that's problematic because it implies that they may not have a good understanding of what the genre is looking for, what is working in the genre, what's not working in the genre, and that's another way of flying by the seat of your pants. It's Mm -hmm. another way of not equipping yourself to the best of your ability to be able to write the best book you can. So being aware of what other books are out there um, that are similar to yours um, and what the marketplace is looking for really huge benefits to your writing process. Um, And then I would say getting an outside perspective Um, and whether that be from a coach or from a writing friend, um, getting an outside perspective as early on in the process as possible um, to help you both to help hold you accountable and help you with that first habit, um, but also to help you lift your eyes off the page and help you see the book in a more holistic view. Um, you certainly don't need to take all of the advice that you're ever given. That is not what I'm advocating at all, but hearing feedback, hearing the ideas and thoughts, um, hearing the interpretation even from another person um, can be hugely helpful in helping you strengthen your story, strengthen your book as you're writing it.
1: Yeah, makes so much sense. The writer not only needs to get it out of their head, but also out of the paper into other people's hands yeah. so, and then hear it back, you know, to themselves basically just to, to their- make
0: sure you're conveying the, the message you're conveying is the one that people are hearing yeah. <laughs> or absorbing. Yeah
1: so we've heard, we've already discussed writers' struggles and opportunities in the market and selling books and all that. So the last question for you now is more personal to you and do you have any aspirations and dreams you'd care to share um, and anchor them by stating them out loud here, such as writing yourself like are you do you have any writing goals yourself or anything else that you're interested in and passionate about?
2: Sure. Oh, this is a, I'm not, I'm not nervous to share them with you. I was just like, Oh, now I have to articulate them for myself. Um, that's, yeah, that's huge. Um, I would love to step into the space where I get to talk about the importance of raising your voice and being intentional about the love that you share. Um, with the world, both in the writing context and in, in any context. It's become a topic that is really important to me and I really believe in, and I believe that it is a way, it's, it's something that we all need to hear. Um, the, the fact that we all matter and that every one of us has a purpose, even if we haven't been quite able to articulate it yet, Um, and, and I see a lot of the quote unquote problems in the world right now stem from this idea that we're scared and we're not feeling like we have worth. Um, and so being able to step into that space, um, and speak about that and write about that and share ideas about that, be in that community, um, is something that I see for myself going forward. Um, and then the other thing would just be having a family and, and starting that for myself and building my own, you know, at home support group of, of people to tell me, um, that I matter and that I have value and that, and that I can share that with them as well. Um, so yeah, those are kind of like my two really big goals, I guess (laughs) in my life. If that's what you're looking for, I can get more specific or low (laughs) if you want to.
1: Well, here's the thing that is what we're looking for. And it yeah. was so powerful that it brought chills all up and down my, spine <laughs> and my whole body and tears to my eyes. So it's work that you must do. Um, and not, oh. and so here's how we can get, and you specific. definitely
0: matter. Here's how so do you guys.
1: <laughs> and here's how we can get more specific. Let's have you back on when you're ready to expand into this topic. Um, and we'll have you talk about this mission and this next chapter or, or sub chapter of your life. Does that sound? I would love to. Okay.
2: I would love to. That sounds amazing. I would love to keep talking about that. Okay. Cause awesome.
1: that, and I think that part of what was so powerful and it's interesting that it ended that way is that, you know, you speak to our own hearts as well. That's a large part of while we're our brand is called. I create daily because of the consistency and discipline we see. Right that makes all the difference for creators. Um, all of our message and articles, this all about the mindset and the positivity that we bring into our, each day into our life mm-hmm. makes all the difference and that that's what the world needs as well.
0: And being the encouraging people that we all want to find.
1: Yeah, so exactly. let's keep the conversation going. Yes. Let us know your thoughts and when you'd like to come back for take two, but
2: with that topic. I would love that. I will definitely let you know. That sounds okay. great. Okay. Well, thank fantastic. you for
0: sharing time, wisdom, and space with us today. Yeah, we loved it.
2: Thank you both so much. You're doing a beautiful thing. Thank you so much for letting me be part of it.
0: Thank you
1: to Laura Franzini of from Author Accelerator and more to come. Awesome. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye-bye.
2: Thanks, guys.